1: I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif.
2: Good morning, everyone. Let's start off this week by checking in with our regular guest expert, real estate broker and lawyer, Ricky Rathor. Ricky, welcome back.
3: Thank you guys again for having me.
2: Ricky, there's a a lot of chat, and I know you and I were talking offline about a, a question one of our potential buyers had was she was on title for an investment property that her parents purchased back when she was 18 years old. And now she's wondering how that, she she never took, a, you know, it wasn't her property, it was just an investment property. How does that affect her now that she's getting married and purchasing a, a home with her fiancé? How does that affect her first-time homebuyer status?
3: That's a bit of an unfortunate situation. So this is actually, it's, it's interesting, uh, just because first off, you don't qualify for the first-time home buyer rebate on an investment. And more importantly, the, there's, there's very specific criteria. So here's the criteria for everybody listening. You have to be at least 18 years old. You have to occupy the property as a principal residence within nine months of the closing. The property has to be residential. It can't be commercial, industrial, or anything like that. It has to be residential because you have to own or occupy it. You have to be a Canadian citizen or permanent resident, and you cannot have owned an eligible property anywhere in the world. Now, going to the scenario at hand here, because she took title with her parents, first off, that, pop- that property, they wouldn't have been able to qualify. Because some people, what they'll try to do is they'll, t- they'll try to qualify for the rebate on that property. So her parents may have attempted, as an example, to set it up where she was a 99% owner. The parents were 1% owners, thereby entitling her to 99% of the first-time home buyer rebate but the lawyer acting on that file probably would have shut that down because she wouldn't be able to certify through an affidavit that the property was going to be owner occupied by her as a principal resident. This is a couple of qualifiers. Now, the other thing to keep in mind too, is that when you're, when you're marrying somebody, if they own property and that property is coming into the marriage, if you're a first time home buyer and your spouse owns real estate and you marry that individual, you lose your rebate. Whereas if the, your spouse, before you get married, sells off all of their assets, then you both qualify for the total rebate on that acquisition. But it's one credit of up to $4,000 in the province of Ontario. If you're buying in Toronto, Ontario specifically, you get another $4,475 today.
2: So that's part of the Toronto land transfer tax as well as the municipal or the uh The Ontario land transfer tax.
3: That's right. So anywhere in the province of Ontario, you pay the province. Mm -hmm. In Toronto specifically, you pay the exact same tax amount. Uh, So you're basically paying double the tax, one to the province and one to the municipality of Toronto.
2: So if one spouse has previously owned a a property and the other one hasn't, are they eligible for 50% of that back or how does that work?
3: No. So spouses are very different. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's let's look at the scenario where you've got a, a father and a son, right? So sometimes the clients will call me and say, look, my dad has to co-sign my mortgage and come on title because that's how the banks want it structured. And in this situation, I'm a first-time home buyer, my dad isn't. What can we do? Well, in a situation like that, what we can do is either we can set it up so that the interest in the property are 99% in favor of the son and then 1% in favor of the father, or you can set it up as 50-50. But based on the shear that we set up, you would be able to qualify for up to that amount. So if it's a 99 and one, the son would qualify for 99% of the 4,000 in Ontario, and then 99% of the maximum 4,475 in Toronto. So you can structure it that way. But for the parents out there listening, it's interesting because if 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 you're not on point with your children, and and there's not a very good understanding in place, then if your if your child stops paying the mortgage payment. Even though you own the 1% interest in the property, you are on the hook for that mortgage jointly and severally. So you can't just do this with anybody. You have to be very careful with how you structure these types of transactions.
1: So Ricky, let's give some advice to those parents out there listening who are not thinking 10, 15, 20 years down the road. They're thinking about right now, I want to buy an investment property for my child. What do you advise them then to do?
3: So it, it all comes down to structuring, right? So the child's ability to qualify for financing is, is usually the most important thing because most people don't have money just sitting in a, in a part bank account, right? Uh, so the parents that are looking to, to make these sorts of investments for their children uh, usually try to take the, the, the transaction on their own name. And then when the time is right, the mortgage is paid off or circumstances change where the child can qualify, then we can do interfamily gift transfers. Uh, and, and the transfer taxes on those are, are usually nominal because we can transfer them. It just comes down to how the deal is structured. So that you can plan it in the long run that way. For the parents that you know can qualify their kids for financing up front, um, they may have to guarantee the loan. If they guarantee the loan, they're technically not on the, on the deed at all. They're just guaranteeing, meaning that they're on the hook if, they, if the child stops paying the mortgage. The other option that most lenders prefer, uh, based on our experience, is they want the parent to actually take title with the child. They don't care what the shares are. As long as the deeded owner is the same owner in the charge, uh, and, and they will lend based on that. So you can structure it; it just depends on the financial capacity of the family unit, the child as an individual, and what the long-term goals are here. Because down the road, there's going to be capital gains. There's going to be other issues to deal with if the, if it hasn't been structured carefully.
2: And that's important to know is your long-term goals. You have to communicate that with your lawyer so that they can properly structure this so that there's. You know, there's nothing that's going to come out of this 10 years down the line or 20 years down the line that's going to jeopardize that child's position or that buyer's position. So it's very important for them to communicate this with you at the beginning of the transaction.
3: Yes, it's too bad that most people don't engage the attorney until the deal is done. But if you engage the attorney at an earlier stage, like we can set up trusts, there's ways of dealing with these sorts of things to really realize the, the the actual requirement by the parties involved in the transaction. If we know upfront what they're looking for, what their long-term goals and intentions are, then we can try to help in structuring the deal so that those deal, uh, those uh, goals can be realized in the long run. But we have to be a part of that in the beginning so that we can structure it accordingly.
2: Now, Ricky, in, in the case of a cosigner or a guarantor, do they have to come to you first before they get approved from the bank? Is it too late once they've been approved for financing from the bank? Because the bank may have already said this is a conditional approval based on both of you being 50-50 owners. What if you want to change that to a 99%, 1% ownership later? Is it a different qualification? Uh, what happens in that
3: case? So. Ultimately, when it comes to how we take title, we're usually able to do what we want, unless the bank specifically says you have to be 50-50 shareholders as tenants in common, right? So if there's clear instructions, the bank have structured the deal that way, then we have to comply with the lender's requirements. If there's no, um, no condition or nothing mentioned in the commitment to that effect, then we can get a little bit creative with it, because as long as the bank, uh, sees a charge and a deed with both parties' names on it, they usually don't care. It only comes down when they actually put certain conditions, and that's rare. That's very rare to see where a bank comes in and says it has to be 50-50 ownership. Their main thing is, as you sign the mortgage commitment, you understand you're on the hook jointly and severally. The kid doesn't pay or the father doesn't pay. It goes both ways. You're both on the hook for that mortgage.
2: Great information, Ricky, and and even more important for people not to... You know, count the rebate before they actually get it because it really does depend on how the lawyer structures it. So, thank you for that information. And if our listeners want to connect with you and ask questions about this, how do they get a hold of you?
3: you call me direct anytime four one six seven three one eight four seven eight. Again, four one six seven three one eight four seven eight. And 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 my last tidbit of advice here is that just be careful with what you're certifying and what you're putting out there because. If it turns out that you've made material misrepresentations, you'll have to return the money. There's penalty and interest and charges. So just you know, consult a professional, talk to your realtor, talk to the lawyer, and make sure that the deal is really crafted so that your long-term goals can be realized.
2: Thank you again, Ricky, and we look forward to having you on next month.
3: My pleasure. We'll talk to you guys then.
1: When we come back, expert opinion from the Sunshine State. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him 416 985 Khan. That's 416 985 5426. Or email ossif at thehomeshop.ca. Now back to On the Market on 1059 The Region.
1: You're listening to 1059 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my
2: co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next from sunny South Florida is Howard Goldberg. He's a former Toronto resident who now calls Florida home. He's also the number one agent in Florida and is the president of the Chamber of Commerce. Howard, welcome to our show.
4: Well, welcome. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I hope it's nice and warm up there today. It's about 28 Celsius down here today. All right, that's <laughs> enough of that, Howard. <laughs> no, more,
2: no more low blows, Howard. <laughs> where are uh, you? Where, where are you in Florida? Uh, right now, I'm calling you from uh, uh,
4: Lauderdale-by-the-Sea, which is a quaint little beachside sided town uh, situated in between a barrier island and the ocean. Uh, it's not part of Fort Lauderdale. It's Lauderdale-by-the-Sea. And many of my Canadian counterparts have come down here to live, which I sold many properties. Uh, I would give the analogy: it's a little bit like the beaches boys in Toronto 25 years ago, quaint, small, and very safe.
2: Sounds lovely. And probably in the summertime too, right? <laughs> Why is Florida so oh, popular? Why is Florida so popular with Canadians, Howard? I, I mean, we often I and mean, they're they're coined the snowbirds. They why is that such an attractive destination as opposed to somewhere else? Well, I
4: think uh, there's two reasons. Number one is, uh, as you know, in Toronto uh, or in Canada, prices for real estate have gone through the roof. Uh, even with the exchange rate currently right now hovering about 40%, it's still less expensive to buy a property down here than actually in Toronto. As a secondary residence, like uh, up in Muskoka. Uh, Nice cottage, when you a million something dollars down here. You can buy a nice little condo uh, near the water for four hundred thousand dollars. And also, you do have the climate. Uh, of obviously, it's people want to escape that cold weather, and it's always um, maximum from Toronto or Montreal, a two and a half
2: hour plane ride to paradise. That's right, and and you know, I mean, how many Canadians do you see? I mean, we're, we're approaching the end of October. It's it's the last weekend of October, and we're starting to see our weather turn, and people are already saying, I can't do another winter here. Is this the time where you get a lot of people looking down there? When When is the, the big rush, if you want to call it?
4: My my uh, big rush is all year round. I get constant communication and uh, uh, looking for property from Canadians throughout all the properties in Canada all year round. Uh, the peak of buying usually uh, is come maybe made is prior to December, so you can spend the winter months down here.
2: So maybe, but just it's an all
4: year round thing. It's it's similar like being in Toronto. It's fifty two percent of my business is from Canadians.
2: Fifty two percent. That's amazing.
4: Fifty two percent of my business, ranging from uh, small properties of a hundred thousand dollars all the way up to four million dollars. And uh, just recently, I just sold a Canadian hotel down here for $6.5 million. So money is not the problem because they see the, the, the advantage, even with the discount on the 40% that you're paying in Canadian dollar, You're making money immediately. You cannot buy these properties. If I put it in Toronto, a similar home in Toronto would be $3 And down here, you can buy that similar home for $750,000.
1: So what do we need to know before Square we point. buy, Howard? What do we need to know before we buy as Canadians beyond the exchange rate?
4: You, you, you have to know uh, the tax uh, uh, treaty. You should know that because when you buy down here, uh, you have to file taxes in the Canadian and the U.S. government. And when you do sell, you have to maintain a minimum of 15% that the U.S. government is going to hold for a period of six months on your
2: profit. And that's more just to make sure that there's nothing owing or no taxes owing? Things like that.
4: That's to make sure there's nothing on utilities, taxes, et cetera, or any liens that can come up on properties, be it uh, through a corporation or something that the, the person might have not been, been alluded to. Uh, but the other thing, you, you should also be careful, versus Toronto and Montreal. Most of my business in, when I was in Montreal and Toronto was done through a notary Down here, we use a solicitor, which is a lawyer, to represent you. That lawyer usually sells you title insurance, similar to what a notary would sell you up in Toronto.
2: And we've heard some horror stories, or or they could be rumors, but do Canadians have to pay a higher rate of insurance and more taxes to purchase down there, as opposed to Americans? Uh,
4: No. uh, The tax rate, if you buy a home down here, the tax rate is for every person in the world at the same rate. If you buy it at, let's say, $200,000, your tax rate is going to be roughly $1875 per 100000 so it's So uh, the continuity is straight through the universe. We charge $1875 in Broward County per $100,000 for taxes.
1: Now, Howard, you mentioned that there are properties available from $100,000 up into the multi-millions. What could $100,000 get you in South Florida?
4: Well, $100,000 can get you a two-bedroom condo about 900 square feet about a mile and a half away from the beach or a 25-minute walk or a 10-minute bike ride or a 6-minute car ride in a good area uh, that's, that has restaurant stores, uh, hospitals, and uh, usually within a 30-minute ride uh, from Fort Lauderdale Airport. Uh, why so many Canadians are choosing Fort Lauderdale? Because it's the center uh, of West Palm in Miami. You don't have to be, go down to Miami. You can be 25 minutes away by car to uh, Miami or 25 minutes away from West Palm. So it's in the center of Fort Lauderdale, which gives you more culture. In West Palm Beach, you can't really go to a theater or see an opera. In Fort Lauderdale, you can't. And the best part about it if the flight's delayed due to inclement weather and you're living in Fort Lauderdale, you can always catch a flight to West Palm or you can catch a flight to Miami. So that's the reason, one of the reasons why I chose 35 years ago to move to Fort Lauderdale.
1: And you never looked back, eh? (laughs)
4: Never looked back. The only time I look back is when I go back and look at my house that I still have up in the beaches and I say, my God, so long ago. (laughs) You know? And when my kids graduated from the University of Toronto and one graduated from McGill. But uh, it's a perfect synergy uh, to have a home down here if you can afford it. And a lot of people, a lot of Canadians are amazed They, they can afford a home when they get down here, they don't realize it. If you can't be directly on the beach, you would be 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away.
2: And and we were having an offline conversation, you and I, Howard, about uh, our investor clients that listen to this show, and you also manage rentals for them.
4: Yes, I do. I, I, I have about uh, a little bit under 55 rental properties we manage for them on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Some of them are run as vacation rentals where they rent them out, uh, depending where it's located, from 150 a day to 250 a day, or they rent them out weekly. Or some some of the clients, they have the houses, and the houses are, they want to make sure that the houses are maintained. In other words, if there's a hurricane, everything's all tied up, et cetera. But most of them are condos. So if it's a condo, the condo corporation takes care of everything. But we go in, we, we take a look periodically, we take a look, and we make sure the water isn't running in there, et cetera. But, uh, you know, it, it's ironic. We were speaking, I believe, yesterday, and uh, one of my Canadian clients just purchased a home for me down here in Glowtoville-by-the-Sea, and they spent $1.5 million, and that home is $3 million approximately up in Canada. That's the third Canadian from Toronto in the last month that I've sold a home down here.
2: That's amazing they they're starting to come down there. Howard, if listeners want to get more information about investment properties or or even just their home away from home, how do they contact you?
4: Well, they can contact you, which are you're my best partner uh, uh, for Toronto, but you can go to at greenmax dot net or call me directly at nine five four nine three seven one seven nine zero or email me at Howard at com.
1: Thanks, Howard. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties.
2: Thanks, Tina. You know... It's the weekend before Halloween, and last year, RE-MAX started this really cool initiative, and it was having accessible trick-or-treating signs. And joining us now in studio is Susan Taylor from the Susan Taylor Group at RE-MAX Prime Properties to tell us a little bit more about accessible trick-or-treating and what that means. Susan. Welcome
5: to the show, Susan. Thank you very much for having me, and thanks for focusing on this topic. Uh, this is one that's near and dear to my heart, and I was so pleased when RE-MAX launched this initiative Last year, Um essentially, you know, people are so generous with their time and their money handing out candy to kids in the community. But what a lot of them don't realize is that sometimes kids can't get up the steps at the front of a house and we all have steps in front of our house. Um Sometimes you know people are getting a lot more creative with their Halloween costumes. What you don't realize is that a kid isn't coming up your front steps because under that really cool Batmobile is actually a kid in a wheelchair um, or spaceship or whatever. Um, some kids use walkers to get around uh, some people use canes and crutches. sometimes they just have uh, a, a severe limp and it's difficult to for them to manage the stairs and so this campaign just gets everybody more aware of the fact that sometimes people can't manage stairs and if you're going to be generous enough to hand out candy maybe even take it a step further and, and be willing to come down those front steps and hand out candy and to let everybody know that you're going to do this uh, after um, in preparation for Halloween uh, you can put this sign on your lawn so people planning their route will know that that your house is an accessible one.
2: Where do I get a sign? We can uh, we can have the signs available. Our listeners can give us a call at 905-554-5522, and we will have them at the REMAX Prime Properties office in Boxgrove in Markham. And if they contact us and they're from Vaughan or Richmond Hill, they could pick them up from the radio station.
5: And Susan, describe the sign for us one more time. Sure. It's um, <laughs> Interestingly enough, it looks like the NDP signs that have just come off of everybody's lawns. It's a it's a small orange sign uh, that gets, um, it's just a st- steak sign that, that's about 24 inches by 36 inches, maybe smaller. And um, it sits on the front lawn and it just says accessible trick-or-treating. And it has a, a very cool icon of um, uh, the, your typical icon of, of a, a stick figure in a wheelchair, except this stick figure is wearing a cape. <laughs> very cute.
2: That's awesome. Accessible trick-or-treating for all.
1: That sounds fantastic. What a great idea. Thanks for being here, Susan. Now, just before we go, this week's hot listing and joining us next is Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. Heather, over to you. Again this week, we're going to be talking about Pemberton's the McKenzie, located right in the Maple community, it's a boutique building. It's only sixteen
2: stories, hundred and seventeen units. This is an absolutely phenomenal building, and we've been we've been talking this uh, about this for about a month now. And last week we gave you all the details about it. This is signing weekend, twenty sixth and twenty seventh. This is this is when you know five thousand dollars, bring in a check that gets you in the door, and the balance is due in thirty days. Then you've got. 180 days for the next 5%, and then you've got almost two years to put down a- another 5%, and then the other 5% to make up 20% down payment is not due until occupancy. So it's a very easy deposit structure. Again, $5,000 gets you in, secures your unit, but you got to get in today. This is The demand for this has been phenomenal over the last week, and people have filled out worksheets, units are selling fast, you got to call us at nine zero five 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 four five five two two and uh, get your foot in this door
1: and it's sixteen stories, and you described it as a boutique building. What does that mean?
2: A boutique building means that it has all the amenities it it's a very uh, you know self enclosed building, so you've got all the amenities on the seventh floor for the building itself and then you've got four thousand square feet of retail on the main floor, so everything that you need is right within this building but if you look at the surrounding area and you think about what's at Keel and major Mac, you have everything right around there and if you want a shopping mall you you're up the street from Vaughn Mills you're ste- you know a, a few steps from highway four hundred. The go train station is right there as well. yeah, everything is right there and and this is and this is why this project has been so hot and so highly anticipated uh, as we led up to this weekend.
1: So Heather, can you take us to maybe the prices, what the suites are like, what about appliances? So the suites include everything. Typical Pemberton style. You've got your high end stainless steel appliances. You've got your quartz countertops in the kitchen and the bathroom vanities as well. Uh, the upper floors are actually ten and a half foot ceilings. You've got your smooth ceilings. Just, just, Oh, you've got manual roller shades included with all of the units. The suites actually have
2: their own um, alarm system that's connected to a -a 24-hour-a-day monitoring monitoring station. Six appliances. You get six appliances with this unit, a free locker, and parking is cut in half for this weekend. So you're getting a parking spot for $15,000 instead of $30,000, which is crazy. That's great. All right, so one more time
1: if our listeners want to connect. And again, they have to already be registered for this.
2: They need to contact us. Uh, We've got clients that have already filled out worksheets. There's a, a number of other realtors that have already filled out worksheets. So get a hold of us. ASAP like in the next five minutes and uh, we'll try to get a worksheet filled out for you and if you're looking to flip this later on assignment is only $2,500 it's cut down from 5000 so this is a no-brainer you know bring in a check for $5,000 let's get a worksheet filled out and let's get you in the door.
1: And the number to contact you also? It's
2: 905-554-5522 and they can contact uh, Heather Cooper or Helen Liu.
1: That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Need to connect with Awesome Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426 or email awesome at thehomeshop.ca.